Hello and welcome to the Bundaberg Now podcast, brought to you by the Bundaberg Regional Council. This podcast is all about showcasing news, events and people in our beautiful region. I'm your host, Genevieve Lyons, and today on the show, we speak with Human Nature's Andrew Tierney about the group's upcoming show in Bundy. We also have a sneak peek at the Saver exhibition coming to the Art Gallery, and we hear about yesterday's council-led fishing trip for disenfranchised youth. But first, here's a quick news recap from this week's top news stories. Carbon Group in Bundaberg is joining forces with Australian software companies WorkGuru.io and Tanda to host a free educational event for local business owners. The event will focus on manufacturers, fabricators, engineers and builders. The Breakfast Masterclass will be on Tuesday, April 20 from 8.30am at the Wave Sports Club, Bundaberg. Preparing local produce for packaging just got a lot easier for Endeavour Foundation employees thanks to an industrial vacuum cleaner provided with support from Bundaberg Regional Council. The Endeavour Foundation Bundaberg employs more than 70 locals with intellectual disabilities who clean and package potatoes and onions for local retailers. Supported employee Mark Sibley is one of those trained to use the industrial vacuum cleaner. How has the vacuum changed day-to-day operations? For us it At the end of the day, it just makes it so much easier, quicker. And Bundaberg's Ben Marshkey lived his childhood dream on Easter Monday, donning the red, white and blue jersey as the Sydney Roosters took on the Warriors at the SCG. It was the ex-Shalom College students' debut performance with the NRL, with the young gun making 12 tackles in his 17 minutes on field, with a crowd of supporters roaring from the stands. And that's the weekly news wrap. They took Australia and the world by storm in the 1990s with a string of number one hits. Now, after more than a decade performing for audiences in Vegas, human nature are coming back to Australian shores and they're heading for Bundy. Adele Moore spoke with band member Andrew Tierney while he was in Nevada preparing for his flight back home. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us on the Bundaberg Now podcast. How are you going? I'm great. Yes, I'm really looking forward to coming to Bundaberg and uh, doing a whole bunch of shows back in Australia. Awesome. So have you been to Bundaberg before? Yes, we've been to Bundaberg as a group. I uh, performed be maybe 15 years ago or more, but we definitely did a, a run of shows up through North Queensland and um, Bundaberg was, was one of them. And so we, we knew it would be a matter of time, only just a matter of time before we came back and um, this after each year we've had, we really feel it's an awesome opportunity to get back and see the people that mean the most to us, the fans that have supported us all these years and, and uh, do shows out in the, the cities outside um, of the capital city. That'd be great. Well, um, we're all pretty excited about you coming. You've got some diehard fans here that are very excited to see you guys awesome. perform. <laughs> so do you have many memories from your time here? I know it was 15 years ago, but anything you're really excited to see again? Just the people. I, I just remember really um, on our last uh, regional tour we did, it was just it was a real energy of people that, exactly like you said, people have been looking forward for years for us to come to their hometown. They might have travelled to, to, you know, major cities like Brisbane or when we go down to um, Victoria, they'll have come into Melbourne, but we've never actually been to their hometown. So uh, that energy is really awesome when people think, oh, I've always wanted you to come to my hometown and bring my family to see you. So... That's what I'm looking forward to most, is kind of that, that familiarity and the, um, 
the intimacy of just having people that really want to be there. Yeah, definitely. So I read that you've been performing in Vegas for the last 10 years or something. Is that right? Yes, our show was uh, running here for 11 years until, until the pandemic kind of closed everything. So we've been over here for that long and my family's based here. My, my daughter's, um, she was born in America. So we're, uh, we have home, our home is in two places in the States and, and back in Australia as well. So um, but it's, yeah, it's been 11 years now. Wow. So after, I guess, the hype and everything of performing in Vegas, are you excited to take it down a notch and get a bit more intimate in regional Australia? It's going to be great. And the show we're putting together is really um, back to basics. We wanted to just tell stories, sing some songs, and um, just kind of strip it right back. Um, you know, some of the theatres are smaller, so we didn't want to have huge production kind of overpowering what we do. And um, it's almost like we've come into people's lounge rooms and going to sing some songs for two hours. I think that's the the, uh, the intimacy we want to get out of these shows, and that's exciting for us to do something really different. Great. So if people come along, they can obviously expect some great songs, um, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Is that right? Yeah, we, um, we've been kind of reflecting on our career and what the songs meant to us at that time. Um, obviously, we'll be doing some of the Motown catalogue as well, and, and all the, the great covers we've done over the years, plus our own hits, and they'll be dancing. We'll get people to sing along and be part of the show as well. But uh, but it just won't be that – it won't be a big Vegas show. It'll be a, a more intimate show, um, back to basics and, and keeping it really simple. So um, you've been performing for over 30 years as a group, which is pretty impressive for a band that started in high school. What do you put your success down to? <laughs> well, it's, it's – Many things, I guess. We um, firstly, we love what we do. Um, I think even this this past year has has even highlighted that more. Like when when something you we've been blessed to do our whole career is kind of taken away from us. You can either just think, oh, okay, well maybe I didn't like it that much anyway. But for us, it was like wow, that, that's been our lifeblood and our passion for so long. So I think that's that's something that's kept us together. The fact that we all love performing and love music. Um, there's a, a friendship. We grew up in high school together, um, and also one of the guys, Mike, is my brother. So there's a family bond. Yeah. But um, I think growing up together is, is one of the, the major reasons I think we've stayed together. Just that, although we're not best friends, we're um, almost like family, and because we've just been through so much together, and and just seen the world together, and got married. Uh, everyone's seen everyone get married, have kids, and so we're it's literally like a family, extended family. Yeah, great. So everyone's coming over, obviously, from human nature. Are you bringing your families to um, come back to Australia for this? Yes, my uh, my wife and daughter are coming out um, a few weeks after me, but we're, we're actually staying in Australia for around about October. Um, so we'll be there for some time. America's still getting itself back on its feet as far as performing goes and kind of letting people gather in large groups. But uh, So we're just going to wait and see what happens over here. But yeah, for up, from now until the until October, we're going to be based in Australia and uh, just making the most of it. Great. So, um, where else are you heading when you're on tour here? Uh, it'd be probably easy to ask where we're not going. <laughs> we're actually going everywhere. We're um, going from Cairns down to Townsville and um, Toowoomba. We're going to um, then we go into into uh, New South Wales, like around Lismore, Dubbo, Orange, and we take the tour into. Victoria, Albury, 
some places I'd never even seen on a map. Um, <laughs> then we go to South Australia as well, Mount Gambia. Um, we're really anywhere we can drive and, and, and get to a theatre, we're practically going there. So it's, um, it's kind of two weeks on, one week off, and we, we travel around for about three months. Perfect. Well, it sounds it'll be full on, but great for you to see your home country. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Great. Do you, um, as a last question, do you have any advice for any aspiring musicians that might be out in these regional towns? I just think um, I, I, it's a good question because I, I get asked it a lot. But um, the thing that comes to mind is just to make sure they're doing it because they love it, not because they want to be, get rich and famous. Um, because <laughs> one, you made it, you probably won't get rich and famous, but um, that doesn't mean you should give up. You know, I think it's actually it's just more more important that it's something you love. Um, something you enjoy doing, and if if you do get to do it as a career, you know, be be super grateful because very few people get that opportunity. But um, you know, and once again, like last year, it kind of took it away from all of us. So just to make sure you're doing it because you love it, and uh, and then hopefully the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, great, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me today. I'll let you go. Oh, my pleasure. With limited tickets left to see Human Nature on April 28, be sure to grab yours today at artsbundaberg.com.au. Yesterday, Council's Community Services held a fishing trip to Burnett Heads for disenfranchised youth. Partners from service organisations across the region came along to encourage youth to try something new, make friends and get outdoors. Here's more about the project from Councillor Tracy McPhee managed to hook some funding from the Queensland Recreational Fishing Grant Fund and we've come down here to beautiful Burnett Heads which is just a lovely day today after our uh, rainy Easter that we've had. Our goal is to engage with some disenfranchised youth and hopefully spark a love for the great outdoors and uh, kindle some new relationships and we're going to learn how to fish at the same time. So primarily it's about addressing issues like low self-esteem, uh, social interactions, motivation, those sort of things. So it's not actually about fishing, but it's these activities um, provide a platform for these youth to come together and to meet with members of the community so they can have those social interactions, they can form those new relationships and connections. And basically the result is that these youth are more engaged with our regional community. So just getting outdoors, getting a, a healthy dose of vitamin D and some fresh air, it's just good for the soul. Mental illness is a, is a problem in all communities all around Australia. So here at Council, we're being proactive. We're, we're getting out and um, engaging with, with our youth um, and helping them to forge friendships and just become engaged, more engaged with the community. Savour is an exhibition about slowing down and savouring art, and it's coming to the Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. Here's Kyle Schneider from the Moncrief and Rebecca McDuff from the Art Gallery with more. Hey Kyle, how are you? Great, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. It's lovely to have you join me at the gallery for a chat today about the exhibition. It's fabulous to be here. So tell us about Savour and, and what is Savour about? So Savour is our new exhibition here at Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery and Savour is actually a whole exhibition about slowing down in the gallery. Did you know that people actually only take about 17 seconds normally to stand in front of an artwork? I did not know that. That no. is crazy. How long would you say that you normally stand in front of an artwork when you come into the gallery? Depends on the artwork, but I don't think it would be probably more than a minute usually. 
Okay, so you're actually standing quite a long time yes. in front of the artworks. That's impressive. So the average across the world in galleries is 17 seconds, which is, you know, you can't even type a text out in 17 seconds. Well, I can't. So I probably could. Yeah, you probably <laughs> could. I can't with my old fingers. But, you know, um, so I just think this whole exhibition is about slowing down. So we've got such a fast-paced life now and... You know, we have, we just don't slow down in spaces and take it in. So savour is about doing that. So when people walk into the exhibition, what you'll notice first is that it's quite spaced out. It's quite a lot of white walls. There's a lot of space around the artworks that's in savour. The other thing you'll notice is we've got more seating in the gallery space. So we're encouraging people to come in and sit down. Like, you know, we all know if you're going to stand 10 minutes in front of an artwork, you probably want to sit. So we put a lot more seating in the gallery as well. And the artworks that you're looking at actually have a lot of different elements to them. So you can spend the time to sit and actually look at them. And we're asking people to spend your up to 10 to 15 minutes looking at an artwork and really getting the picture of what it's actually about. Um, so you've had the opportunity to have a look around. Is there one artwork in here that you think you would like to uh, sit and you know, look at for 10 minutes? Yes, definitely. We're actually standing in front of it right now. It's the Cabinet of Curiosities. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what we're going to find inside? We will certainly find a lot of curious things in that, Kyle. So this piece is from a very well-known national artist by the name of Lindy Ivermey. So Lindy is currently based in Melbourne. She's um, a sculptor and she's got this really interesting technique of reworking bones mostly or um, so she works a lot with um, little tiny bones you find in chicken necks so you'll see that a lot in here we've um, but she'll also work with animal bones or you know pelvic bones of cows or different types of things so she reworks all of these amazing little finds into these sculptural pieces and um, I have to say I have got, had a little bit of a girl crush on Lindy Evermy for a while so I am super excited to be having her artworks in our gallery space so Kyle we're standing as you said in front of cabinet of curiosities and there's a lot of things in here so we can see I mean let's let's have a look first let's be honest down on the left hand side there are some little people made out of lint from Lindy's dryer yes which is very very cool and very interesting to see the different mediums that people use to create art Absolutely. And look, you know, that's what I mean. Like, it's just this really fun little play on things. And so we've got these little people. Behind them, there is a basket of um, porcupine quills, which are really amazing. They're quite long and really multicoloured. Then there's the little taxidermied rack, which is actually one of my favourite pieces. And it's got the little wings on the back and it's holding a diamond ring in its hands. I mean, it's, so, it's so cool. And like you said, it's a cabinet of curiosity. So you are going to find some very curious things in here. It is. I think the thing that's so great about it is it's, you know, you can look all around the cabinet and there's going to be little different pieces of art that you're going to find that you might not look at if you're just standing in front of it. Absolutely. The whole idea, and you'll see we've used round plinths a lot in this exhibition as well. So that whole idea of getting people to walk around and take their time looking. So in this one, as you walk around, you'll see lots of little um, things that are hidden at the back of the cabinet as well. There's um, tiny little things in baby cribs or there's um, tiny stroller and the baby in that. There's this amazing sort of... Um, 
person on a little um, ledge on one side. Now, I'm going to ask you to look at that and tell me, what do you think is actually stitched all over that person there? Oh, I'm not too sure. It's something that I think everyone's going to have to come in to have a look for themselves. <laughs> Is that because you think they will not believe us when they No, I don't podcast? think they will. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give people a hint that it's, it is, they are, there's some little human bits on this sculpture. So, um, and yes, they, quite amazing. But do you know a little fun fact about that sculpture is actually that its twin is owned by Kate Blanchett. Interesting. Absolutely. That is really cool. Absolutely. So it sits in her house. And um, this little one that we have in here is quite interesting. So now we've um, piqued everyone's curiosity. I'm really keen to see them come in and have a look themselves to see what is actually on that sculpture. So, um, yeah, so that's one you think for yourself that you'd really love to stand in front of and have a look yes, for a while. Yes, for sure. There are a few other really cool pieces around the gallery too. Um, I believe that there's some by John Honeywell with some photo realistic paintings. There are. So that we've got four pieces by John Honeywell in the gallery. Um, so really interesting, um, John actually has a history with Bundaberg. He was an art teacher here in the 1970s and 80s. He's now quite a well-known artist um, and he's part of um, Philip Bacon. He um, exhibits with Philip Bacon in Brisbane. Um, John was also a finalist in the Sulman Prize in 2020. So very well-known. He does, as you said, these really realistic painted works on linen. Um, uses oil paints and they're quite small. They're 32 by 32, so very little. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we're standing here looking at them and if I go left to right we've got a bowl of eggs and tomatoes we've got the licorice all sorts we then have a filleted fish and we've got two lemons now from where we're standing here what you know would you really think that they were painted no and I said that before to you when I was walking around I went I originally thought they were photos but when you get up closer you see the amount of detail that he's put into these um into these paintings especially the shadows underneath yeah um and the, the reflections the reflections, the reflections yeah in it's the gloss just surface? so slight but just enough to realize that wow that's absolutely so much work has been put into these pieces I know I actually loved it one of the staff members walked through before and said oh my gosh I just want to lick those licorice <laughs> Solid. So no licking any artworks in the gallery, just, just Just use your eyes. Absolutely, just eyes. Um, and I'm really excited, actually, because when you come and have a look, the beautiful piece Eggs and Tomatoes was actually created for this exhibition, and we have been um, able to purchase that for part of our Bundaberg Regional Galleries collection. So that now sits with the gallery. So wonderful had to have a um, piece of artwork by such a well-known Australian painter who has ties to our region. So that's really exciting for me as well that we've been able to... Um, include that piece in our yeah, collection. which is great. Now, tell us about, there's a few other collection pieces within this exhibition. There are. We've got two large photographs by Marion Drew. Now, Marion also has some great connections with Bundaberg. She grew up in Bundaberg. Um, she's a very well-known um, photographer on the Australian art scene. And um, Marion is, um, we acquired two large photographs of Marion's a few years ago. Um, they, so she did this work where she created these table scenes. So they nearly look like a feast, but they're actually including um, dead animals. So Marion actually, um, you know, found these animals or people would bring them to her. So when you come in and see it, you'll see there's actually a dead wombat lying on one and there's a pelican on another one. And um, these were, you know, I think... 
um, they're really interesting pieces to look at. But, you know, get past the dead animal because the fact is what we're looking at here is this table setting. Do you think, uh, can you, you know, when you think about those really old oil paintings of, like, mm. feasts and stuff, is that what you think of when you yeah, look at definitely. those Yeah, definitely. There's some really cool, um, like, shadows and highlights within these photos that, that actually bring the image out more. Um, and we've got one more piece. Uh, by yeah. Chloe Smith. Yeah, so Chloe Smith, um, she was in Brisbane originally, but she's now based um, in northern New South Wales. And these, I just, they're just fun. I can't, I they can't are. say, they, yeah, they, they are fun, they? I know. Um, there's one that I love. It's up on quite a high plinth, and it's called um, Farewell Platter for What's Her Name. And it's got, you know, the traditional 1970s um, hostess platter with a bit of cabana and cheese, a little bit of some stuffed olives. And um, of course, what I love most is that and then there's the cigarettes stubbed out in the olives, which we've all been to those parties where at the end of the night you've just got this platter that's got a bit of weird stuff sort of stubbed out in it. So, you know, I just think that it's um, it's great. It's a fun thing. And she, these are actually all soft sculptures. Had you seen that? Have you been up yeah, close? Yeah, they're really cool. The detail that she's put into in- it is incredible amazing. as well. So as well as the platter, we've also got a banana and a mandarin as well. And I got. We had a quick look before we chatted today, and the mandarin's actually got even the texture on the skin of what a mandarin would feel like. So, it is very cool. Yeah, I know it is. I feel bad that we're telling all this textural stuff and people can't touch, but you know, it's still um, great to be able to sit quietly and be able to look at these and really see the detail and work that's gone in it. So for me, Chloe's work, um, it definitely something once again you can sit and look at. But you know what? It also just gives a great smile when you walk in the gallery and you see them, and you, you want to have a bit of a giggle. They're Fun. Yeah, so, and I think that's what's so great about this exhibition is there is definitely something for everyone and people, like no matter who you age, um, everyone's going to enjoy something. In, in this exhibition, whether it's, yeah. you know, the Cabinet of Curiosities or Chloe Smith's work or Dylan's or John's, um, there's so much for everyone to look at. There is, there really is. And I really encourage people who maybe haven't visited the gallery before to come in for this one because, you know, it's about your experience. It's about you being in the space and feeling comfortable and you just taking your time. And um, I think this is a beautiful exhibition for first-time gallery goers to 100%. Come and enjoy. It's, it's something that I think a lot of people um, stay away from gallery because they can be so crowded um, with work. So I think this is a great one. Um, You know, gives a bit of space for everyone. And I think at the moment as well with with all the COVID and whatnot, it's it's a fantastic exhibition to come to and to actually be able to take some time out of your day and just relax and, and look at some art. Yeah, thank you. I think it's fantastic as well. So I'm expecting to see you now come in, Kyle, and spend 10 to 15 minutes in front of a few of these artworks. I think I will. I oh, think good. I'll definitely be doing that. Excellent. That's wonderful. Look, thanks for chatting today. It's great thank to you. talk. And that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Join me again next week for more news and stories from across the region. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.